impact and fix spec, this is Founders Anonymous, the podcast that helps you move your business up a gear. I'm your host, David Trott. And I'm Chris Lees. The reviews are in, folks. Dramatically impressive, wryly funny and profoundly emotional, said one critic. Magnificent, said another. These were just some of the reviews that people have been publishing recently. Unfortunately, they were talking about the new James Bond film, and that's only because they haven't listened to Founders Anonymous yet. But you guys are in for a treat. So David and I are back with another new season, trying to make sense of what it means to be a business owner today. Coming up this week, what's your time worth? It's a pretty annoying question when somebody asks it to you, uh, but we'll think about whether there's a nugget of wisdom in there somewhere. A social breakdown. We take a close look at how people and companies are presenting themselves on social media these days to see if there's any ideas worth stealing. And with me, as always, is David Trott. What the heck have you been up to since the last episode? Oh, God, since the last episode. How long has it been? About three years. Feels like it. (laughs) Three years. Uh, Yeah, I've been absolutely fine. Absolutely fine since the last episode. Um, Do I have any massive news to report? I don't think I do. Went up to Manchester uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks back to the old hometown city of god mm-hmm. uh that was good but yeah aside from that generally all right how about you generally yeah i've been i've been knocking along knocking along you know i had some some people join the company recently which is interesting to see things expand had lots of uh difficult conversations with customers nobody paid my bills usual stuff you know knocking <laughs> along knocking along what can i say yeah life of a small business owner exactly yeah <laughs> Right, let's talk about that dreaded question of what is your time worth? Sometimes we use a question to avoid tasks that we just don't want to do. Sometimes it's because other people want us to stop doing something. But as a business owner, there are always a million demands on your time and a million ways of spending money you don't have. So how do you apply this idea to your business? Chris, what's your time worth? So it's a it, like this is this topic, this idea about having this conversation today actually came out of a conversation that I had a few weeks ago. Now, um, it was one of those conversations right at the end of an evening in the pub. Everybody had had a few too many drinks, and I was describing the fact that that weekend I had to paint some bedrooms for my daughters uh, as part of their birthday present, and. Uh, you know, this this came up. It's like, what's your time worth, Chris? Shouldn't you be getting a painter in to do all of these things? And and it kind of stuck in my in my mind because a lot of people ask the question of small business owners. You know, what is your time worth? Should you be doing this? Should you be outsourcing? I don't know, tax or legal or sales or marketing or anything else like that. You should be doing. You shouldn't be doing this all yourself. But at the same time, you're also wearing a lot of hats and there may not be the money, frankly, to go and buy all of the professional help that you need. And so, so the question comes up, what is your time worth as a business owner? What is it that you should be doing inside of your business and what is it that you should be trying to outsource to, to other people? And generally, how do you balance the time spent in your business versus other things that you should be doing? Um, and how do you get that balance right? Yeah, because not all time is created equal, right? There's time spent with family is valuable time. Time spent watching paint dry is not valuable time, right? That is that is true, right? And uh, But then you take that one step further and spending time with your family, yes, very, very valuable. Doing what? Doing what? Like spending time 
playing with your, you know, your daughter now is, is what, three? Three, yeah. Okay, so spending time with her is, is really valuable, right? Um, spending time, you know, sitting on the sofa watching some random Netflix thing that you've probably watched before and isn't particularly interesting, that's not time well spent, right? <laughs> And we all come, we all, it's it's funny because every single night I'm there working away at my laptop and my wife is normally watching some junky thing on Netflix. And I'm like, who's spending their time more wisely? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) This is so cold. I love that you've, you've ascribed a value to different activities with your family so you can decide what's valuable and what's just frankly a waste of your time <laughs> to, to be honest most most of that actually is associated with tv watching because i've tried to eliminate tv watching from from my uh, uh, my life generally um but no it, uh, you know honestly there is I, I think that there's a nugget of truth in there yeah sure okay so if we bring it back to the the business context, right? So mm. you have, let's say you've decided that you're going to work eight till five, nine till five, five days a week. So you've got 40 hours yep. in your week to play with. Um, how do you start unpicking what that 40 hours is worth? Is it, as we've talked about on previous episodes, as simple as thinking, if I was to go and get a job in the private sector doing what I do, this would be my salary, so this is what my hourly rate would be. I need to be earning more than that to justify running this business. Um, or is there another layer to it which takes into consideration the the potential value of how you spend that time? So it's more valuable to spend your time doing business development stuff than it is making sure that your bank statements are in chronological order in the filing cabinet. Right. So how, how do you start to unpick all of that? Uh, so that's a great question. There's a possibility for people to to spend their time doing busy work. Right. So your bank statement is in chronological order or nicely filed or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. That is busy work. Uh, on the on the other side, though, the thing to, to remember, I think, is time invested in building assets that will give you a return in the future is valuable time invested. So that's a, a a good use of time because it has a future return on it. Yep. Anything that is doesn't have a future return, I think actually has quite low value unless your business model is that you are paid by the hour, right? Because yeah. then it's directly billable, right? Yeah. But if you're not paid by the hour and you are not building something that's going to give you future revenue, you've got to ask the question of why are you doing it? Yeah, sure. So I used to have this boss um, and he had this system that he, he tried to instill in us all with varying degrees of success. But he used to break his tasks down into what he called low leverage and high leverage tasks. The high leverage stuff is the stuff that unlocks things in the future for you. And mm. low leverage is just stuff that you plow through and then that's the end of the story. That's a, that's a great phrase for it. I think that's a, that's a really, uh, yeah, it's great. But yeah, high high leverage tasks. You want to focus on things that are actually going to give you a future return. And yeah. those are the things that you want to, to invest in. Yeah, okay. So a lot of this is about figuring out the best use of your time, some of which is about high leverage stuff, some of which is about the essential tasks that don't unlock anything else but are essential for your business to function. I, I guess there's also a third category that I would definitely mention, which is the importance of downtime. Because I think there's a lot of pressure to be at peak performance at all times. And not only is that not possible, but it's not sustainable even if you were to 
yeah. achieve it. And I, I, I would argue strongly that looking after your own mental health and physical well-being is a high leverage task. Because yep. without that, you can't unlock anything else. But then it's difficult to quantify that, isn't it? It's difficult to put a value on that. If you were to say, out of those 40 hours a week, four of them, 10% is going to be making sure that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's about trying to give yourself the space to rest and recuperate if that's what you need. I've, I, you know, I'll, I'll let you into a little confession. During lockdown, I got into a great little habit, which is the 15-minute power nap every day. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, and for me, that is a great 15-minute spent. Just having a bit of a power nap just after lunch. I mean, um, that, that was Thatcher's secret, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she was the, the queen of the power nap yeah. and stealing milk. <laughs> if you can get away with it, it's absolutely great. But you, you're absolutely right that there is this pressure and there always seems to be like an absolute million things to be done and everything falls on your own shoulders. You know, if, if it wasn't for me, who's going to do this VAT return? You know, and, you, and it almost keeps you awake at night. You do need to kind of let it go a little bit and just say... All right, I'm I'm gonna take a little bit of time for me. Um, go and watch some nonsense TV with my wife tonight, um, and uh, <laughs> and take a little bit of downtime. Just I'm sorry, I've just got an image of you requesting some low value time with your wife. <laughs> I wouldn't quite call it that, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, um, okay, so there, there's another strand to this as well. So painting and decorating for me is one of those tasks that not only do I hate doing, but I'm remarkably bad at it. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've never been able to cut in properly with a paintbrush. Um, I don't have the patience to tape edges off. So I end up either doing a bad job or just not doing it in any way. So there's a strand of work, which is stuff that you just can't do or you're not very good at or takes you too long yes. or takes too much out of you for the value it returns. Yes. Right. So how, how do you start tackling those sorts of tasks? Is that the stuff you should outsource? I think it probably is. That's certainly the sort of thing that you should start to outsource. So there are lots of things where um, you've got to go to your strengths. You've got to go to the things that you actually enjoy and you want, you feel invigorated to actually engage in because if, you're, if your day job consists of something you don't particularly like doing, you're going to get resentful. You're not going to do a good job and therefore you're not going to serve your company in the right way. Okay, so here's a challenge for you then. How is your week split? What percentage of your time do you spend doing stuff that really you should be outsourcing? Uh, that's a... A difficult question. Maybe we need a bit of an experiment to work out, you know, how our weeks are split. But I would estimate that, you know, probably at least 60% of my time, possibly even higher, is spent doing low-level coding work, which I appreciate is probably not right. Right. Okay. Why don't we, why don't we both track our tasks for the next week? And let's take a look at it next week. And see am how I, am I allowed out. to put my power naps in there as well? Oh, well, I'd be astonished if you didn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, so given that your your work is um, a lot to do with social media, can you differentiate I am on social media for work purposes versus on social media for entertainment purposes? Can you differentiate those two things? No, that's a great question. Uh, not easily, no. I mean, I could. I could. I think it's all to do with how I approach it, right? So if I open up Twitter, 
and I see some content that is related to my business, my industry, if it's something about high street retailers or the hospitality trade or yeah. COVID restrictions or communications or pay-per-click, if it's, if it's any of that stuff, I can engage with that. I can have an opinion on it. And generally, my opinion is better than anyone else's. And that feels like work. Okay. Right? But a lot of the time, I'll go on Twitter and I'll see something about... Um, I don't know, someone mentions Monkey Island in a post and then I'm straight down a rabbit hole talking about Monkey Island for an hour. Uh, and fine, it's on my business account, but that's, that's fuck all to do with work. So that's not work time, even though it's from from okay. a work account. So I need to figure out how to how to stratify that. Okay, I think that would be very, very interesting. And, and you'll also see how little time I spend on social media as well. <laughs> well, I, I like to think... Uh, like I've got this impression that while you might not post very often on social media, you put a huge amount of thought into what you do post. So I'm expecting like an hour's thinking time for every tweet. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see next week. We'll see. Can we have pie charts? We've got to have pie charts. We'll put them in the in the, in the link description or something like that. Cool. Okay. Right. Let's let's tie everything up then. So two questions: What should business owners pay other people to do, and what shouldn't they? Those rhetorical. Do you want me to answer them? <laughs> we can leave it rhetorical if you like. Okay. It might be a bit of an anticlimax again to the episode. <laughs> um, so what should people be, be paying other people to do? You should be paying other people to do things that uh, you genuinely do not like or for you would be um, uh, busy work. It's not necessarily the thing that your business is known for. Things that you should not outsource, in my opinion, are the things that make your company unique. Um, so if it's, in your case, David, it will probably be you know your, your personality, your approach to, to, to doing things. Uh, in my case, that would be you know our particular niche, you know, our, our vision of how our products evolve, uh, our strategy of what we're actually, what we're trying to do. There are huge amounts of gray in between those two extremes though. Right, let's unpick that gray area next week. Okay, so it's time to harness some of David's rage here and put it to good use. So this is a new segment we're trying out where we take a piece of business advice we've encountered on social media somewhere and we put it under the microscope. We're also inviting your submissions too, of course. So if you see anything of dubious value online, uh, please let us know. Send it to podcast at impactbiz.co.uk. That's with a Z. Uh, or tag us on Twitter, fan as an on pod. In the meantime, however, David, kick things off for us this week. Uh, what nugget have you brought with you uh, to share this week? So I think this is a really interesting segment and I'm pleased we're doing this because this gives me a chance to, to rant about something and dissect it and also figure out if there's something good in there that I, I, I need to give a chance to um, that's related to business. What I think is really good with this is that people can send us stuff that they find online. So it's not just me picking apart stuff that I see. Send us your submissions, I wanna see them. Part of the challenge with this as well is the old punching up versus punching down mm -hmm. thing, right? So what I don't wanna do is just pick somebody that's just starting out that's put out something on Twitter that they that might be very meaningful to them and then in comes me or Big Mouth with a microphone ripping them apart. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go down that route. So I think for for this week I'm going to do two things. I'm going to I'm not going to tell you who posted this. That's point number 1, but point number 2 is that this person is infinitely more successful than me. Right? So I'm very much punching up. 
okay. in this scenario. So I think they're the only two things you need to know. So the post goes like this. Self-awareness, greater than sign, mm-hmm. external validation, explosion emoji. Okay. So what are we say here? Self-awareness is better or greater than external validation. So what's good about this? Is there a nugget in this? So my, my first impression is this just sounds like meaningless bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably about 95% is. Yeah. Okay, because it's so binary. None of these things are binary. It makes no sense to try and force them into a binary format to say one is better than the other because mm-hmm. it just doesn't, That that's not how life works. Yeah. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. But is there something meaningful in here? The only meaningful thing I can extract from this is the importance of self-reflection and how you talk to yourself because that stuff has impact, right? If I spend every day sitting at my desk going, oh, fucking hell, I'm really shit at social media. I hate this. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm shit at this. I'm shit at that. Even though I'm not, even though I'm fucking brilliant, if I say that to myself time and time again, I'm going to believe it. Yeah. Right? I'm going to take that on board, yeah. even when it's not true. And this this isn't just true in business terms. This this is just true in life. The more stuff you say to yourself and the more often you say it, the more you take it on board and believe it. Yeah. So there is a strand to this, which is that side of your personality or that side of your character where it's your you know your inner voice or even if you articulate it out loud or even when you describe yourself to people and they ask you what you do, any of that stuff, that stuff matters. It's important. So mm. you've got to watch out for it. You've got to make sure that that you're being as kind to yourself as you should be being to other people. Right. Um, because it sticks. It's also about radiating positivity as well, isn't it? You know, if if you if you feel confident in your own skin and confident and self-aware of the way that, you know, life is happy and, you know, there's, there's good things that are coming out of various different things. You radiate that positivity and that's a very attractive uh, thing for other people to see. Yeah, sure, sure. And if there were two words that were going to describe me as radiating positivity. So, yeah, so, so that, that stuff's important, but it's only important up to a point. Mm. And this is this is the bit that I have issue with. It's only it's only important up to a point because you can't be one hundred percent correct in your self awareness all of the time, and that's where external validation and external input is absolutely critical. Right. So you need feedback from other people. People have skills that you don't have. You need yeah. that feedback. Right. Okay. So and so really, what you're saying is there's this feedback loop. Right. You know, in many ways, the way that you get good self-awareness is by understanding the impact you're having on other people and the environment in which you're operating. Yeah, sure. And and, and also that awareness comes from other people's expertise. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. So, so I can be really self-aware about my skills on social media because I know the industry inside out. That's not an arrogant thing to say. I've just worked in it long enough and done enough in the industry that I know it pretty well. I think it's fundamentally meaningless to have a post like self-awareness greater than symbol external validation explosion emoji like it just i don't even i'm not sure what point they're trying to make other than self-awareness is important but you can say that without 
without yeah. <laughs> this meaningless bullshit yeah, around I, it. Right? I wonder. I wonder if the emoji makes it sound like he's he or she is trying to say, you know, this is the most explosive, innovative idea the world's ever heard of, but it really isn't. Yeah, no, it, that's precisely that is the only meaning of this emoji, right? Mm-hmm. It's not there for any other purpose other than to say, "Have your mind blown by my thoughts? Yeah. Ooh, be prepared to be exploded with my wisdom." Right. <laughs> Fuck off. It's not, it's not wise. It's meaningless. There's some good stuff in there, but this post itself is bollocks. Yeah. Awesome. So if, if anybody who's listening to this has seen another post like that that can go under David's microscope, then uh, then please do <laughs> email it to us, um, podcast at impactbiz.co.uk or tag us on Twitter, founders and on pod, uh, and we'll review it. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can message us directly by emailing podcast at impactbiz, that's B-I-Z.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your uh, pods. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Yes, we will. See you then. Bye. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Founders Anonymous is an impact and fixed spec production. Mm-hmm.